It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked Locked On. Locked Locked On. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Lena McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, um, this is a this is a strange feeling. What do we what do we call these Mondays again? Uh, I think they're called victories. Uh, Victory, Victory Monday. Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I I I don't really. It feels very foreign to me. It's been quite a while. Uh, but I, I mean, I have to say, we did predict this, and so I, I think it, we, it. Despite predicting it, I think even we were uh, were slightly surprised by the, by it actually coming true. You know, the only thing bad about getting the swim this week on, in week eleven is that we only have like what two days to enjoy it before we got to get ready for the upcoming game because the Cowboys play on Thursday. Uh, that's rough. But uh, in case you didn't hear or you didn't see, the Cowboys beat the Minnesota Vikings in week 11, 31 to 28, which was really a, a fun game, a, a back yeah. and forth game. Uh, the Cowboys on the road coming off their bye week, maybe the best you know coach game they had all season long. They definitely looked, I think, the crispest that they've looked. All, is that a word? Crispest? More, most Crisp, crisp, crispest? Most, most crisp that we've seen all season long. Uh, the crispiest, yeah. right? Crispiest. crispiest. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going, yeah, I'm going crispest. Uh, what did you think about the Cowboys' performance in this game? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that, um, you know, I said it uh, during the game and it all, all expanded out to the, the entire coaching staff. I, I thought it was definitely Kellen Moore's best called game of the season considering who he had at quarterback. And, I mean, not, not you know, again, not to poo-poo Andy Dalton, but it's certainly not Dak Prescott. Um, and I, I think that they, they designed a game plan that was going to help them win the game, and uh, and they executed it really well. And then the defense, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I made the comment about the offense, but you know, the defense really, despite you know, obviously some uh, some giving up a whole bunch of yards and points right coming out of second of the second half, uh, and 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 letting Kirk Cousins go absolutely mad. You know, we we we, we called it right. Kirk Cousins is an incredibly volatile quarterback. You can either get really good Kirk or really bad Kirk, and we got really good Kirk tonight. Um, and we're and 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 some really good Dalvin Cook as well. Uh, but we're able to withstand it because of uh, some key plays by uh, contributors on defense that were able to get the ball, help us win the turnover battle, um, despite trying to trying to you know even it up there, trying to even it up there at the end. Uh, the Cowboys did end up winning the turnover battle, uh, and were able to uh, have enough success, I think, on the ground to play uh, enough keep away late in the game to to win it in the end. 
Yeah, we're going to break this game down from every single angle. We're going to talk about the, the offense and the defense, but let's let's do like a general recap and reset of where the Cowboys are entering week 12. Again, as you guys know, the Cowboys will play on Thanksgiving against the Washington football game or Washington football team. Uh, that game will be at home. As of right now, Landon, it's just a crazy week. This is this is one of the best weeks I can remember for the Cowboys. <laughs> they are a half a game out of the division, and if they win in Week 12, they will actually have the most wins in the division. You know, kind of going into the weekend. Uh, now the Eagles could technically take it over if they beat Seattle. I don't see that happening. But, I don't know uh, if that's going to happen. No, 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 no. Uh, so the Cowboys, with the win on on Thursday, could be atop of the NFC East. They're also, right now, if the season ended today, they would hold the fourth pick in the NFL draft. They're only half a game back of owning the third pick. Uh, it just, it's just a wild, wild season, right? I was trying to, exp- you know, my, my wife is not a very big football fan, and I was, I was trying to explain to her just how odd it is to be simultaneously uh, in the top five for draft picks and also very much in play for a home playoff game. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird kind of uh, uh, cognitive dissonance going on, you know, with, with this team, but uh, you know, I, 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 that's where we are at this point the, the, the because of the, the, the lack of quality in the NFC East this season uh, and, and the Cowboys, you know, obviously was going into the season, supposedly the the class of this of this conference uh you know the rest the rest of the conference didn't disappoint or i guess in some case it did disappoint constantly uh and and because of that uh the cowboys still despite having all the injuries that they've had compiling all the losses that they've had they have they've been playing better football i would say like what the last three weeks, you know, yeah, I mean, the it, last it three really started, games, it really started in that Philadelphia game. I thought yeah. their defense really picked up in that game. And, you know, I thought they played really well against Pittsburgh. They had a few mistakes and turnovers in that one, but this was definitely their most, you know, complete game they played all season. They're building, you know, and that's, that's, you know, again, I, I think if anything, it, it's encouraging because, uh, it kind of confirms some some things about the co- the coaching staff that okay look now that they're starting to to get on the same page with some of these players they're understanding you know evaluation is a huge part that happens in training camp in these preseason games that they didn't get any chance no. to have this season and normally they get an extra week of all that stuff we talked about this over and over again but I think that what you know the kind of idea that they needed some extra time to kind of learn their football team and for the football team to learn their scheme has kind of bared out you know as the season has gone on especially these last three weeks and now with an extra bye week you saw kind of a, a, a even further leap forward in, in, in the level of play by multiple players across this team uh, and it seems like some of the younger players on this team are really starting to figure it out and I feel like there's growth on the both the offensive and the defensive side of the ball you know they're still obviously dealing with the, the fallout of all the injuries that they suffered throughout the year but this is a team that appears to be kind of at least better engaging with the playbook that they've been given and a team that, that has coaching and uh, a player kind of symbiotics that, that, that they didn't have, you know, a symbiotic relationship that they didn't have earlier in the season. Just wanted to take a quick break to tell you guys about Echelon. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Echelon can get you there Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their all-new Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, 
Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. Their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes, all available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone, and one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash NFL. That's echelonfit.com slash NFL. I also want to tell you guys about Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, Fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football, but instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through any game day, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the Cowboys offense in this game. Um, 31 points. I mean, if you would have told me going into the game, the Cowboys were going to have 31 points. Uh, I would have had to thought it had to be multiple defensive scores or special teams plays. But no, the offense was pretty good. Andy Dalton, 22 of 32, 203 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, the interception was a bad throw to Dalton Schultz that was behind him. But if you get that kind of performance from Andy Dalton every week, he'll yeah. give you a chance to win uh, the running game. That was really the story here. 31 carries by the Cowboys uh, in this one. Uh, going into the game, Mike McCarthy said they needed to have 30 carries to win. They had 31. 180 yards and a touchdown. Tony Pollard had a, a really long touchdown run. Uh, you love to see that. And then the receivers. Uh, Amari Cooper open all game long, six six receptions for 81 yards. CeeDee Lamb had four receptions for 34 yards and one of the best touchdowns that you'll ever see. Wow. Uh, Dalton Schultz continues to be a reliable option, caught the game-winning touchdown. Uh, and then Michael Gallup had two for 29. So talk about the Cowboys offense. Uh, the, maybe the biggest move the, the team made this week is moving Zach Martin from right guard to right tackle. That seemed to – yeah. Uh, at least shore up the offensive line a little bit so you didn't have one awful player on the field. What did you see from the Cowboys offense this week? Well, I, I'm excited to see what Connor McGovern brought to the team because it feels like uh, th that right side was doing quite well. I mean, with, with Martin at tackle, that's not a surprise. He's, you know, he's the level of all pro player that I, I think you could put at any of the five spots and he would have played incredibly. Uh, but to see Connor McGovern kind of go out there and, and, and play the way he did just, you know, from the, from the broadcast day, but of course, want to see the all 22 mm -hmm. uh but but i i it was really just impressive to see uh him the kind of uh, coordination that was going on you know despite having not played a lot of snaps with these guys so uh clearly this was their best five players on the field at this at this point why do you think uh, they waited so long because that's really what i think a lot of cowboys fans want to know we we've talked about all year long trying to get your five best offensive linemen why did they wait till week 11 well, I think I think you know specifically with the evaluation with McGovern, it was difficult because look, he he spent he got injured his rookie year. Does, there's not much evaluation for a new coaching staff to come in and, and look at, and he was injured even when the coaching staff got here, and that kind of limited his ability to be on on the field even during the the few snaps that, that they got during training camp. So, and, and and you know, offensive line especially is is, and I think that that kind of you know goes to some of the questions about Eric. 
uh, about about steel and, and about um you know some of the offensive linemen that you know like Knight and the misevaluation they had with him uh, as a guard versus tackle or, or you know whether it's a misevaluation or not I think there was a little bit of a lack of confidence with Knight early on that he could play tackle you know I just think it's a difficult thing to evaluate offensive linemen in so few con- uh, contacted practices uh, it, even normally and, and especially with the COVID pro- protocols it made it even further difficult to kind of evaluate these guys so but especially for Connor McGovern right because he had the injury he had no NFL tape he had very little even practice tape for, for the coaches to go over so uh, it took him even a little bit longer to kind of know what they had out there and, and you know early reviews for him were not fantastic so I, I think that this was definitely one of the better um you know starting fives that we've seen from the offensive line uh in, in the cowboys so far you know, short of tyron and, and lc being out there uh and i think it played out exactly like we said that the, the running game uh worked when they used both players uh kind of, not equally but in healthy doses i mean zeke got 21 carries and, and pollard got five and they together combined for 180 yards rushing and i think that that was uh uh you know, an effective tool to keep Andy Dalton, um, you know, 32 attempts is still a lot of attempts, but I will take 32 attempts in a win. Uh, and, 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 you know, as opposed to getting 52 attempts and, and I, I and wouldn't mind loss. seeing them open it up a little bit more on offense. So it seemed like sure. in this game, every first down was a run. I, I think, and maybe this is just easing Andy Dalton in because he hadn't played in so long. Uh, but like next week when they play Washington, they're going to load up to stop the run. Maybe that's the time to be a little bit more aggressive on first down. Do you think we could see as, you know, Dalton gets more starts under his belt in the scheme, we see Keller Moore open it up a little bit more? You know, I I, I think that it's – it's all, I think it's kind of important to go back to a – I think it's tough because because I, I think that with with Dak Prescott in this offense, yeah, I would say absolutely they need to you know f- put the put the foot down on the gas and go. Uh, Dalton to me again kind of proved that he is better in structure, you know, and just like he's not very much like Kirk Cousins, very very it, much like what we saw on the other side. Yeah, of the street, and, right? and and I think and I think the the key thing that that made their their offense so deadly is their efficiency on first downs in the run game. You know, mm-hmm. and, and the ability to get to set Kirk Cousins up in manageable down and distances. Dak Prescott can can, you know, has that Tony Romo type ability to find a way on third and 15 or to on second and 15, get you 11 yards. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. I don't know that we can rely on Andy Dalton with that and that and, and because it's Andy Dalton playing quarterback on first down, you know, you saw it today, too. He 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 made some great throws at different points of the game. Games that the you know, throws that only professional quarterbacks, good professional, you know, decent starting level professional quarterbacks can make. But he also threw some clunkers. There were some oh, throws yeah. that were that, that led you shaking your head. And getting behind in the down and distance is, you know, compounding problems for for a guy like Andy Dalton. I think so. I don't I don't blame them as much for you know wanting to run the football a little bit more on early downs. And I you know I understand your kind of hesitancy here, but I think you know looking at what what this defense is now, what this offense is now, this is a different 
you know, uh, formula, I think, for winning than you normally would have with Dak Prescott and your f- full complement of players. I think you need to play a little bit more complementary football, and that means a little bit more of, of leaning on the run game. I, I just think that they need to be careful that they don't get too formulaic because that's where they really could fall into I trouble is if, if it become too predictable and too much, you know, first and second run, run, pass. That would definitely be a, a problem eventually. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the Cowboys, you know, change up their play sequencing over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. But um, speaking of bad throws, throws uh there was a throw in the second quarter of this game when the cowboys are down in the red zone i thought andy dalton just threw a ball away honestly into the back of the end zone i thought he was just throwing it away to get to third down and cd lamb made one of the best catches i think i've ever seen in my life uh the ball looked like it was so far overthrown and yet he was somehow able to contort his body and basically lay completely parallel to the ground and bring it in one-handed. Uh, quite quite a CD Lamb game today. I think today was just you know showing us a little bit of the potential that he has in this league. You were talking about bad throws, and I thought we were transitioning to the Eagles game for a second. But uh, well, that was all uh, bad no. throws between both sides. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, I mean I think CD Lamb and that catch really showed you you know one of the other aspects about why he's so special, right? And and why he's an elite receiver, like, you know, an elite type, and he will be an elite type receiver in this league is that he can do a lot of the other things that we've seen a ton of, you know, where he gets, he can get open. He runs great routes. He understands how to get soft in zones. Uh, He he understands how to attack the football. He has elite body control, the ability to contort his body in the air and get it to a position that even puts him in the, the position to catch that football. I mean, the angle that it was coming in relation to where his body was turned when the ball was thrown is, you know, the fact that he could turn his body like in the air in order to you know face it while while falling, you know, it just shows you the kind of like core strength and 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 and, and muscle control that is required. That's just extremely rare. And, and and I have a feeling that, you know, this is this is just scratching the surface. Of, of the kind of thing that this guy is going to be doing for Sundays for, for many years to come. I mean, he's just has that kind of, and, and, and you saw it. I mean, I mean, I, I, I remember seeing clips of this guy um, in, in, you know, Nike elite camps. He's yeah, been doing yeah. this since high school, Forever, you know? Yep. So this is who this guy is. Uh, it really isn't any surprise that he's doing it in the NFL. It's just good to find, you know, it's just good to see him doing it more and more as the, as the weeks go on. I think that's why I'm so optimistic about this team long-term. And today gave you like a little snippet of it, right? Yeah. Between Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, those guys just fit so well together because Amari yeah. can get open whenever and whenever you need a big play. And there was a, I believe it was a fourth down in this game, right? Yeah. Late in the game, the Cowboys had to convert it to, to have a chance to win. Amari gets open on an out route and creates a ton of separation. But when you need big splash plays and game-changing plays, CeeDee Lamb can do that. He can make the, the crazy touchdown catch. He can You can run the jet sweep with him on fourth and three or fourth and two or whatever that was uh, and have him you know, turn that into a nine-yard gain, and now you're in position to score. So uh, just a, a lot to like about uh, these two receivers going forward. And uh, it's it's just too bad that Dak didn't get to play with them all season long because 
Yeah. Hot, hot take here. Should have some little alarms going off. Woo-hoo. I really think this might. I really think this might still be like the top two or three team in the NFC. All the despite their flaws. If you have Dak Prescott at quarterback, I just think he was dealing so well and playing so well that I think they would have been an elite, elite team. Eventually, they would have figured it out. Just a quick break to tell you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors and a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste absolutely fantastic, and they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your first box again at builtbar.com is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy either way join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for mock draft Monday on the locked on NFL draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's talk about the defense, Landon, because they gave up 28 points in this game, and yet I don't feel bad about it. I feel like they're, I, I feel like they're playing better football over the last three weeks. They're not giving up 49 points every week, but they're getting enough stops. They're doing enough to at least give the offense a chance. Uh, you know, Donovan Wilson had a uh, strip sack in this one. Uh, Donovan Wilson had a uh, another uh, forced fumble in this one. Uh, I thought Leighton Vander Esch continues to play well or continues to play better. Uh, the defensive ends are still fantastic. But uh, what did you see from the Cowboys' defense in this one? Defensive tackle play, too, was also, again, good this week. You know, I, I, Cook had some runs this week, and, and uh, you know, I mean, he's p- playing as well as any running back in football right now. Um, and uh, But I, I you know, the yardage is not, you know, it, it, it's it's if you look at the numbers, it's, it, it doesn't look like this defense played great. I think we got to, you know, set expectations of where we are, you know. Yeah, we'll take and, two and turnovers, we'll, right? If you hold them under 30 and get two turnovers, that's fine. It gives you a chance to win. Absolutely, and I think that's the thing is that they put the they put this team in a position to win. Uh, the, those two turnovers were huge. They got off the field when they needed to. Uh, they made a play at the end of the game to win. To, to yeah, win they did. the game as well. So uh, you know they the Vikings had more than enough time to to win that game at the end of, with the clock the way it was, and the the Dallas defense made a play at the end to to force them off the field. So uh, you know again it, that's this is this is why you don't box score scout. You know is because mm-hmm. this tells you that this the way that they played in big moments really was the difference between winning and losing i think and and i totally agree and just to kind of piggyback on your point if dak had had this defense you know playing the way it is right now the the defense that seemingly is a more able to get turnovers you know look not always able to uh uh, you know, they didn't get have a great running day, uh, but you know, 4.3 yards per carry against Dalvin sure. Cook that's that's respectable, you know, right? Like, that's they could not... give up just 24 to 28 yeah. points a game rather than 35 or 40, they would have been fine. It's just, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that's the thing is that you know, look, maybe a few more points than you would have liked, but I think that I still think that this is one of the best defensive performances we've seen from this team this season. 
Uh, you know, and I think that uh, you saw uh, because I think it was this most balanced. Now mm-hmm. I think there's some coverage issues to be certain. And, well, there's uh, also some secondary issues. I mean, they're just it, they're just not it, very good at corner in general. Anymore. Yeah, but I think that you know what we saw early on with uh, uh, them bleeding point uh, yards in the run game, uh, defensive tackles, defensive line play. Be, you know, where they're just being blown off the ball. Uh, that's you know not happening nearly as regularly as it is. We're getting pretty decent play. I mean, even Hamilton was kind of back to make some decent play, and I think he may end up being a, a decent rotational defensive tackle. Yeah, sure. You saw you saw more of of, of Woods playing well, and I thought that you know just from my eyes that you saw Gallimore getting on the other side of the ball of the line of scrimmage again. So, uh, is it perfect? Absolutely not. Um, but I think that this is exactly the kind of team exactly the kind of team that would have given the Cowboys a lot of trouble earlier in the season and did, you know, this is the same sort of flavor of outside zone boot action team that, that, that like we mentioned before earlier in the week that with the Rams gave the Cowboys a lot of trouble for them to come out and be able to win a game like this, force turnovers, get off the field when they need to, or just a couple times, get off the field, force a punt. Uh, I think that's an impressive performance, and and I think that it shows you something to build on. It shows you, okay, this team can do a little bit more than it was able to do last time. Maybe they're not perfect. Maybe they're still having coverage issues, pretty serious coverage coverage issues. But I, I think that this is a defense that if the offense plays well enough, uh, they don't have to play – uh, uh, at supersonic rates, you know, the way that the, the, Cow- the Dak Cowboys had to in order to win games. I agree. Uh, we're getting to a point where the defense is not awful. They're still not good. Let's let's be no. clear. They're still not good, but they're they're giving you a chance to win games. And I think, I, again, Landon, we, we talk about this every single week on the Life on Cowboys podcast, but this defense isn't that far away from accomplishing the, the long-term goal of being competent, right? Yeah. Yes, you could – I mean, they, they need another corner, but if Trevon Diggs was healthy, maybe they're fine there. They need to invest in a defensive tackle spot. Uh, they did lose two guys in Gerald McCoy and Tristan Hill. They're not that far away from being league average. Grab a couple of guys in free agency this offseason, draft a couple kids – uh, and they can get back to being an average defense, and you pair that with an elite offense that we think the Cowboys will have uh, next season, uh, they'll be cooking. So uh, any other performances from this game you want to just to mention before we head out? Uh, I, I just – Zach Martin again, right, being able to play right tackle and being able to dominate like he did. Uh, kudos to him. Demarcus Lawrence was fantastic, made a bunch of winning plays in the run game. Anybody else you want to mention? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it before, but he's my guy, so I'm going to say him again. Uh, Donovan Wilson. I mean, clearly this is not a fluke anymore. For the last three games, he has made plays on the field when he's on there. He And he did the same thing all throughout college, too. The ball just seems to find him. Uh, I just think that as he's starting to see this more and more, it's uh, becoming a, a lot uh the game's slowing down for him a little bit. Um, he's. I think the big thing for him really is that he's limited a lot of the big plays that he had given up previously. You sure. know, and I think sure. that that's. And so what he's doing is he's getting solid safety play and then mixing in you know huge game changing plays like his sack, the force fumble, the the fumble, other force fumble that he had. Um, you know, it's things like that and big hits. I mean. Um, I, he's starting I, I to become a little bit of an enforcer, which this defense needs in the worst way. 
Absolutely. So uh, I think that Donovan Wilson has been a godsend to this defensive backfield, to be honest, uh, just because it's is, is a different type of player that they haven't had. And really, it, it kind of has taken a lot of the pressure off of Xavier Woods and uh, allows Woods to not have to feel superhuman back there Absolutely. when he's playing whoever's opposite of him. Of him. So, uh, yeah, I think that it, it, not that he's been the entire difference maker in this defense, but I think he kind of really epitomizes the changes that have been happening on this defense, you know, for the last month, I'd say. Good win, Lane. Uh, Cowboys 31-28 over the Vikings. Really needed it. They sit at 3-7. and seven. Still not great. But, hey. Half a game back in the win column yep. or in, in the loss column. We get a win on uh, uh, on Thursday afternoon while we're eating our turkey. It'll be a fun, a fun little season for the Cowboys. You know, we'll go into December with a chance to to potentially make a run and host a playoff game. So, uh, still, it's still weird to even say have it coming out of my mouth. Let me add, let me add one more thing. You know, and I know a lot of people are upset that there's a soft the team soft tank and everything like Don't this. Don't be. Don't be. You know, I think that there's a lot of really important stuff that's happening for the Cowboys long term by winning these football games. And I, I know that they that, needed to I know, win in the worst way. Yes, absolutely. And I think that you know, look, there this coaching staff is bonding with this the core of this team because they're not quitting. They're not giving mm-hmm. up. They haven't given up on these players, and it, and it appears that the players have not given up on this coaching staff. So uh, I think that there's something to the idea that winning this or or you know coming back from all that they've you know they've had a lot of consequence. I mean, they've had a, they've had a lot of circumstance. I mean, and I and I think. That that's something that they keep in mind that they are uh, overcoming all this, uh, and I think that that's how they're viewing that. And that's you know for them to to have that mi- that mindset and then be able to overcome and, and and produce something, even if it's just a playoff berth and they don't win the first round. I I know what I've said earlier in the season. I think there is more value than we've been giving the, oh, credit early on. Not even necessarily getting into the playoffs, but let's say this team battles and plays really well in December. Now they've got games coming up against Baltimore. Yeah, they've got San tough Francisco. games. Right. Play well, right? And and build some confidence in the next season that, hey, we're not this atrocious team without Dak Prescott. We we can play well. We're going to show you uh, that. I I think that is important and starts uh, here on Thanksgiving. Get a win against Washington. Absolutely. We're having a different conversation next week, Landon. So that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you guys download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Uh, you can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You could follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
your team every day.